0: I love you welcome back to the couch potatoes there's plenty of room come on in have a seat i am the green
1: traveler from gorsh and i am the faceless leon oh it's been a while but this is green and faceless on the couch a podcast about movies and tv and we are talking about a, a mini today. Which, yeah, I guess but you could qualify as TV, even though we stream everything. It is television! Tele- it's no longer televised, but... It is, technically.
0: You can still watch it whenever you want on Netflix. Yeah, but that's not televised. That's not... Technically. I mean, well, the, the, the definition of television and televised is being changed now that streaming is included. It is, yeah. Like, i mean yeah a lot of shows are being streamed on tele on, on i know shows but are, are they on, on are they tv
1: services. shows or are they streaming yes
0: 100 they're tv shows <laughs> i can tell you that the producers the writers the directors everybody refers it to as a tv
1: show all right <laughs> <laughs> well it's a show on your tv it's a show on your tv and it doesn't matter. And um, we're talking about the fall of the House of Usher. And for Indeed. some reason, my hand is killing me. Like it was. Oh fine. no! It was fine before we started. I didn't hit it against anything. But now it hurts, hmm. and it's distracting. Did you
0: stick me. it at anywhere? No. I <laughs>
1: so. It's cold is in it- here.
0: Maybe that, did you have it wedged know. under your butt no
1: it didn't oh no well anyways oh, no. uh it has been a while and uh i'll tell you why like oh my god we <laughs> we wanted this to come out in the beginning of november and I, <laughs> oh yeah oh,
0: yeah god. <laughs> <laughs> we've been cutting uh, cutting episodes left and right this past couple weeks oh yeah (laughs) so
1: we just did a brand new production of the nutcracker and at the place that i work the nutcracker has been the most important show every year for like the last 50 years and they've only changed the show once so it's been the same since like the 80s then they came and redid it with all these cool (laughs) effects and stuff and uh you know the show turns out pretty great i would say but it it was a lot a lot of work and you know they they threw a lot of labor at the problem the only thing is that there's only so many laborers (laughs) and i'm one of them (laughs) so Yeah. yeah i was kind of just not available so anyways you were just gone yeah i was gone just gone you were in a void from me for a whole month i was and it i was saw you terrible. sparingly it was terrible yeah. i cried we did okay. have thanksgiving together we did
0: that was nice yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 i gave
1: thanks for that so did i thank you <laughs> thank you um the great poe in the sky so the Great Poe, the Great Poe. Uh, yeah. Well, what is
0: what is your uh, your experience? I know we've already talked about Poe, you know, many times. Not well, oh,
1: a, a, a time least, or two, two. sure, at the very um, least. Well, yeah. What's your
0: what's your experience? I guess with Fall of the House of Usher. Fall of the
1: house, house of Usher. We read in school and oh, yes. because of my state of dyslexia i hardly ever finished any of the reading assignments oh that's fair that's i w- fair. i got close most of the time yeah so i remember liking the build-up but i didn't i didn't actually make it to the literal <laughs> so i just figured the whole thing was a metaphor right
0: <laughs> i mean yeah technically i mean a lot of it is uh but then i mean that's 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 kind of the beauty of poe though you
1: know <laughs> Well, I, I read it later in life and yeah, a, a, and enjoy it. But I was like, wait, oh, yeah. what? <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, I got this, that I'm... question wrong on the exam. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh my God. No, I, lo- I
0: love this. This is, it's the same, same story for me. We read it in school, mm-hmm. um, and I was more along the lines of I read for fun. I, oh. I love reading, that's one of my favorite things I do. Uh, You know, I can just easily just sit down with a book and you'll you'll lose me. When it came to school, when they would force me to read something, you know, I had that typical reaction of just like, I don't like this. This isn't what I want to read. I was enjoying what I was reading and now you're forcing me to read something else. Oh, sons of bitches. And I think, honestly, that might be why I read technically three or four books a day. Like at a time that oh, is
1: gotcha.
0: like not a not a day. I don't read a whole book a day. Yeah, but like I read three or four books at a time, um, typically in one day. I'll read you know a, a lot of them from of each, each one of them. Yeah, yeah. And I think it came from school. It came from me wanting to read my own thing, but being forced to read something else. And then one day we read Fall of the House of Usher*, and I was reading. It, and I was like, "This is fucking great!" <laughs> like I, I was in love. I was immediately it's just like, good. "I have not." witnessed gothic horror at all before then and i was just like i'm reading every fucking gothic horror i could find because i enjoyed that that atmosphere that that nice. unease yeah and there's a lot of unease in the fall of the house of usher right.
1: there is and and this like you know this is this is taking one story and making a uh yeah multifaceted series and you know they bring yeah. they bring in other elements of poe's writing obviously it's
0: kind of like shoving those stories as the facets to this yeah like, kinda, you're just using yeah. all these other stories to like build this and, and it's <laughs> it's really cool how it works it all yeah. fits together really well i
1: really uh, enjoyed it so what we have here is uh, a pair of twins by the last name of mm. usher roderick what? and madeline yeah no relation to the artist <laughs> uh, no 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 nah. this was long this was written long before uh usher was singing for sure uh um,
0: yeah i would hope <laughs> who knows <The> Man, <laughs> might be ageless
1: he might be one of the ageless of la you never know <laughs> uh so bruce greenwood and zach guilford play roderick and mary mcdonnell and willa Fitzgerald play madeline and they do two different timelines of them being young business people trying to get back into their family's company called fortunato which is a pharmaceutical company
0: you you start off at the very beginning with bruce greenwood who is not uh uh sam neill i thought for the longest time i thought it. sam neill was the guy playing Roderick usher i like three episodes in i was three well, episodes in when i found that out makes it me a feel
1: a lot better
0: yeah yeah i was i, I wanted to say something because uh, you had a, a miscommunication of uh, an actor of the as main well, characters, that we'll get to. yes
1: um, yeah yeah i think we could go ahead and say like at this point that uh to get into this company they kind of inadvertently make a deal with this character named Verna
0: yes uh yes. played
1: by uh Carla Gugino and uh yeah. or Gugino <laughs> it might be Gugino i'm sorry uh but anyways it's Gugino Gugino okay thank you anyhow you you're you're the one who took italian courses out of the two of us so
0: (laughs) anyhow not trust me at all i'm just making an assumption off of what makes the most sense to
1: me the whole time (laughs) we watched it the whole time i thought it was rachel weiss and it's just not it's just not her it's
0: just not and i i can see it though (laughs) i i understand your confusion
1: and i do see it with bruce greenwood a little bit i do but i think it's because okay yes yes i do but i think i've just seen greenwood in some other netflix things recently so uh,
0: oh no i've seen i've seen bruce greenwood in so much i mean he's the voice of batman too in a lot of things but like he's he's amazing actor i think for me it was just his mustache i think having that mustache on him <laughs> for whatever reason just made him look more like sam neil than i've i've ever seen bruce greenwood look like
1: but yeah i really thought that this was rachel weiss and i and oh, i at yeah. so many movies i looked through carla's filmography and i'm so sorry i thought so many <laughs> movies you were in were rachel weiss and i feel so bad oh man uh hey i
0: it, it, it's all good it's all good like um i i only know carla from a very few things carla gugino i know her from spy kids movies i don't right. remember the spy kids movies i just remember her in them right um and also she was in Watchmen, as we found out which i didn't realize she was sally jupiter in Watchmen. i didn't me know that either. so
1: me that's either. awesome yeah
0: i th- it's good to see her again
1: that one i thought <laughs> good less to see you carla was... thanks for listening that one I did not recognize as Rachel Weiss, so you that's a fair. very yeah, good job good. that you did in that I actually gave you credit for and, and you do a very <laughs> good job normally in all the movies that I thought you were a different person. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on. I'll stop flagellating myself.
0: <laughs> the setup though is that um, um, Roderick usher is mm. telling the story his life story to uh august dupin or dupont i don't know how to say it i've always said dupont just because it's fun to say august dupont yeah but uh i think it's dupin but anyways he, he august dupin is uh he's played by carl Lumbly and malcolm goodwin uh Malcolm Goodwins from I Zombie along with another yes. actor uh, Rahul coley Yeah
1: I was going to mention that because yeah. I have watched some of that.
0: It's it's nice to see that little reunion of I Zombie yeah. reunion. It's that even
1: though those characters don't interact with each other at
0: all. Oh yeah yeah never interact cuz yeah, um, yeah uh Whoever Malcolm cast Goodwin them, plays the younger version of August Yeah um so yeah his his character is uh well his version of August is not <laughs> alive when <laughs> <laughs> Rahul Goli is playing he's deal. still alive Anyways, he's just
1: inhabited by a much yeah, his older version body. of the character
0: his version of the character <laughs> yeah. is not alive yeah yeah yeah, yeah. His, the other guy now it's yeah I'm sorry I'm being confusing <laughs> Anyways, what's happening is Roderick's kids have all died he yeah. had six kids two two from one marriage four from different um uh illegitimate or uh different um marriages right and those six kids have all tragically passed away in horrific accidents mm-hmm. and roger Usher is telling his life story to august dupin because august uh has spent his entire life trying to destroy fortunato Fo- fortunato pharmaceuticals right. which is Roderick's Roderick's and uh yeah, he Madeline's wants them company.
1: to pay for all the wrongdoing that they've done uh which yeah. is which Oh they yeah, send them
0: out. I mean it's it's an insurance company. You know, it's a pharmaceutical company, like right. not an insurance company. It's a pharmaceutical company and we all know in America just they're how ridiculous that shit is.
1: And yeah. they, they sell things that they know will get people hooked oh, yeah. on. It.
0: Yeah, $1,000 a month for diabetic medication, that kind of stuff. Like it's ridiculous. Right. And, you know, nobody can do that. that. That that kind of shit's ridiculous and I really appreciate um, this is a mike flanagan show i don't know if we mentioned that mike flanagan he's amazing the house on bly manor did he
1: also do midnight mass
0: he did midnight mass but and midnight it, it was um, the
1: haunting on hill house the haunting of hill house maybe haunting a hill house thank you yeah yeah haunting a hill house bly manor. The haunting
0: of bly manor right the movies doctor's sleep like he's he's brilliant. He's great great at what he does. He's um, really establishing himself in the horror genre, uh, at least modern day horror genre. And I think he did a great. I, I think he had the perfect like idea for this and vision for this story, because that is an important thing right now is how the pharmaceutical company is ripping off America. Okay. And he tells this amazing story of this villainous guy, Roger Guscher, um, and his his sister Madeline, and the ridiculous and and tragic like routes their stories had to go to bring them to this point yeah and and you get those different stories that's why there's two actors playing all those characters we mentioned is because you have the the modern day 2023 characters and then you have all their younger selves who are being you know flashbacked to while roderick's telling this story right
1: so i so one thing that i really liked about how this story was told is that because he is delivering this to august um or augie is how is the pet name that he has yeah. for him. Uh, <clears throat> while he's telling augie these stories you already know that all his kids have died you 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 know yeah. that the tragedy has happened already and so what you're watching it for is to see exactly what happened yeah uh and it all start i think what would be fun to do is just kind of go through their deaths i don't know if that's too much of a spoiler but like
0: i don't i don't think so the show's been out for a couple months now
1: yeah, yeah yeah That was really the fun part of it too.
0: the The unraveling of the story of what happened, like obviously we can keep that, um, uh, spoiler free. Like we won't talk about all of the details right. of Roderick and Madeline's deal and what they did. Yeah, but like all of that unfolding is fascinating. But I definitely was going into each episode being like, oh my god, how's the kid going to die Like.
1: And I know, and it feels like we're terrible people because of that. But it it was well—they're
0: terrible people. They are terrible people. Billions off people. Yeah, Uh,
1: exactly. Yeah, Lenore is the only good one.
0: See, this is a situation of really good characters who are super fucking hateable, and yet you still kind of like them. Uh Like, um, but like, this is a really good example of how to tell this kind of a story with these hated characters and not lose me because it's like a lot of shows have these characters that it's like am i really supposed to be rooting for this character because they're such a fucking asshole like i don't care for them and this one i don't have to root for any one of them i just have to see how they die yeah and i'm excited (laughs) about that
1: (laughs) and you do like a couple of them because like you understand their pressures and stuff and they do a good job of making you actually understand each of them But there's still a couple of them that you can't just just they're not redeemable people
0: <laughs> no and the, the weirdest part is that they all die from youngest to oldest they die in order and yet nobody mentions that at all in the show like there, there's like you think that somebody would be like you know if like that all this has happened there's got to be some kind of like oh man like you know that person's got to watch out they're next because they're the next of age but it's just like as they die in order you know you get to a part where there's like only four kids left and they're just like man this is crazy you know i don't understand the next one dies off and then the the third (laughs) oldest is just like man that's sad our three youngest uh, have all died huh and i'm like you should be terrified (laughs) right now (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) like that was like that's one of the like i say it's i'm gonna say it was a weak spot it's not really weak at all but that was a weak point where i'm just like there's certain things that I think should be brought up, and the fact yeah. that they're all dying in order yeah. is one of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, you'd think that's something that Arthur Gordon Pym would have noticed.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 or questioned at all. Like, yeah. yeah, it's so weird. But yeah, let's start with Perry. Our, uh, Yeah, it is Perry. Prospera, yeah. Prospero, Prospero Usher, played by Sorian Sapkota. Sorry if I butchered your name. I'm fairly certain I did. I don't really remember his character too much because I well, wasn't invested in the so, first episode. Like, okay,
1: well then I got you. Uh, so he is a, a hedonist, and you know, yeah. so he he likes to party and fuck all just all the fucking time. Hell and yeah! And I love that. he um rather, all of the ushers have been given an opportunity by Madeline and uh, Roderick for for business oppor- opportunities
0: yeah right yeah
1: and uh the, when it comes to his turn he just wants to make a club like the most exclusive <laughs> club that's all about fucking and drinking and, and smoking yeah. and, and stuff and they're, like, say, <laughs> yeah. and they're like i remember his death yeah and they're like
0: his death at the club <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they're like we're not gonna we're not gonna have fun to that anyhow he goes behind their backs And opens this exclusive orgy club that's a masquerade and will hop from place to place in the abandoned buildings of the pharmaceutical company. And they've all been abandoned and condemned for good reasons. Yeah. So (laughs) he's throwing the first of these parties, by the way, which he invites his sister-in-law to... An orgy. He invites his sister-in-law to an orgy. That being, oh, what's her name? Uh, Is Morella. Morella Usher, played by uh, Crystal Balliant. And uh, she's married to Frederick. Frederick? Yeah, who's Frederick? Henry Thomas plays Frederick. So she actually ends up there. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. At the club, at the club, and just uh, checking
0: it out. Yeah, She's not there for father, they for frisky reasons.
1: Prospero thought it was a good idea that at some point of oh, the yeah. party, the sprinklers go off and everybody's oh, clothes yeah. get wet, and it will be wet, sloppy fun. And oh, uh, yeah. yeah, that so they go off, and he's ready for it, but. There's some sort of chemical waste or something in the pipes <laughs> yeah.
0: from his dad's
1: bad business practices, and yeah, that uh that they were melts like the by
0: the government to get rid of. Yes, yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> and they, you know, it was going to cost millions of dollars to get rid of or something. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. We'll just we'll just shove it in the sprinkler system. We'll just we'll dump it the somewhere. Building.
1: Yeah, we'll just dump and it then somewhere. We'll knock later. the building down. Yeah,
0: they won't notice. They
1: won't notice because
0: the building will be gone
1: yeah and uh so anyways the party melts and (laughs) prospero dies uh but uh morella does survive so then she goes back into uh frederick's custody which is we'll talk we'll talk about that
0: yeah we'll get we'll get there yeah um next on the youthful death (laughs) wish is uh um. would it be kate was kate camille
1: Kate Siegel, uh, Camille, was she next? Yes, K- yes. Kate Siegel's, uh, K- yeah, Camille
0: La Espagné, yeah, uh, La- which is totally not Edgar Allan Poe trying to say the Spanish right. um, and cover it up. Um, but Kate Siegel, uh, she is Mike Flanagan's wife. She's been in pretty much every single thing he's done. She's a brilliant actor. Um, and this is like this is one of the roles where I, I struggled to see it was her because um, you, normally she has red hair and this she had blonde hair and I guess that was all I needed to just completely not see that it was Kate Siegel. But she is the the um, the controlling public kind of public figure right. of the family. You know, she does the public relations. She's very controlling about information. She's very specific with what gets leaked to the press. You know, about the image of the family and everything. Um, and she is worried about her older sister, uh, Victorine, played by Tania Miller, because she thinks that Tania Miller's, or, uh, uh, Victorine's work on this heart device right. that she is building, this experimental right. heart device, isn't that good. She believes that, that, that her sister is cutting some corners and, uh, and not telling the family the full amount of information about this. And, uh, she goes to collect evidence of this at a morgue where her sister is using some animals to test all this device right and uh um, i say animals they're specifically chimp it was chimpanzees right yes i think it was chimps
1: yeah
0: um she's using uh victorine is using chimpanzees to test out her experimental heart device and one of those uh one of those chimpanzees gets free and just yeah fucking balls camille
1: yeah, but I think what's really interesting about that is that it doesn't look like a chimpanzee at first. No,
0: it does not. Yes, Camille <laughs> is definitely seeing Verna, as we've already, we've already talked about Verna. That's right. She is visiting all of the kids before their death. She visited Prospero. She put a right. mask on his burnt, melting face. Right.
1: Well, they almost had sex before the sprinkler event, actually
0: oh yeah that's right yeah. i forgot about that and, I, and yeah. I thought
1: like it was so at this point i still thought like you know they could really stray from what the the, the story at any point and they you know it really is quite extrapolated on from what yeah. we, the source anyways i thought this woman could be like his mom or something or
0: i know yeah yeah. i was was expecting something (laughs) weird yeah no that first episode i don't know why but like i was not hooked in that first episode i was like i'm intrigued but this isn't like i I was telling everybody around me i was just like you know i'm intrigued and i like it but this isn't like the mike flan like the best mike flanagan i've seen you know like he's been better and then as the show went on as we got like after camille's episode i think like honestly it was the third episode where i was just like All right, what's going to happen next? I'm very excited about this. (laughs) (laughs) Who's going to die next? Uh, I can't wait. (laughs) uh, Speaking of
1: who dies next, we have uh, Raul Coley, who we've kind of hinted at. He's the other uh, uh, iZombie alum, and he plays Napoleon Leo Usher now leo uh publishes video games but he also likes drugs a lot yeah. like a lot a lot and like he was uh prospero's provider he sometimes gives camille stuff pretty much all of them yeah pretty much that's all of them. later all of them frederick, frederick them. comes <laughs> and gets coke from him that's true oh uh, <laughs> that was a funny scene <laughs> yeah because like he obviously didn't know what he was doing so no raul's is a little bit more complicated i feel like so he has uh a a live-in boyfriend who he has not introduced to the family yet he's also very pansexual as well um a trait that he shared with his younger brother and he uh accidentally well they they get high after one of the one of the siblings deaths they get very high and he wakes up, yeah. and his boyfriend's cat has been murder polized behind the couch. Yeah. He, thinks, at he least. thinks he sees it. He sees it. He definitely That's true. sees it. A, and he thinks yeah. that he did it. So he he yeah. he also cleans it up. So like if it it was also a physical hallucination, if it was just a hallucination, yeah.
0: Well, I think it was. I, I think it was all in his head. Like I think like even the the stuff that he used to clean up the blood just like didn't have blood on it he just was imagining that he was cleaning it maybe it
1: maybe it's like, all very possible I... but what he does yeah. is he goes to the um pound where he meets verna and yes. asks for a, a new cat but it has to be the exact same looking cat Yes. and and he grabs this cat that she warns him against. It's Like, oh, this this cat, this cat's fucked up. You don't,
0: <laughs> yeah, you don't want this cat. You don't want this. You don't cat.
1: want it. It's like Godzilla from but this is... Trap or yeah. Catzilla, whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Catzilla. Yeah. This is so much more uh, uh, easier to, to, than just telling his boyfriend, "I right. might have accidentally killed your cat, bro." Like... Right? Yeah, <laughs> it, it is and, and, and because the,
1: he's also like i don't know he's a very closed off person even though he has yeah, like yeah. this charisma and uh, i feel
0: like there's there's a lot of pressure on him specifically given his siblings and it's like he himself as a game designer is already successful right but i feel like he still feels not um not successful like he still feels like a failure to the family right. sure if that makes sense
1: he feels yeah. like the black sheep and um well that that, that's another thing about this show is that um prospero napoleon and uh victorine oh actually also camille they are all Mm. uh bastards and they are treated differently from their uh, other two siblings uh freddie and tammy so that's another thing that keeps on getting played on in the show that they also have an extra amount of pressure because of that
0: they don't feel like proper ushers right
1: and in fact the fucking wikipedia called them illegitimate children yeah yeah (laughs) yeah. i I know i (laughs) use bastards but like i mean
0: i mean as awful as it is i think illegitimate children is like the preferred over bastards is
1: it (laughs)
0: but that just makes it sound like they don't
1: even exist
0: i know but i think they would like to be considered illegitimate as opposed to bastards no i think they would
1: (laughs) i think they would just be glad to be considered the children of of the person like I, right, yeah. I, mean,
0: yeah. I mean, I guess the best way to say it is out of wedlock is is yes. how they were born. Yes. But like, True. yeah, it don't matter. Anyways, <laughs> um, but one thing I really like though is that uh, if you look at th- there's one shot where they show Leo at the pet store um after his death that is they 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 look at a photograph of him at a pet store or going to get this pet and it is not a pet store at all it is like a rundown building that's just dis- like destroyed and disgusting and the cat that he thinks he's buying is actually a rat and like it's it there's so much to it that i'm just like leo's was my favorite story i was really fascinated with it with the the um his death his episode and everything because it really is like a very big mental fuck like uh, uh, all of it because it's like everything was in his head when he when he finally he goes insane yeah trying to kill this cat basically because the cat starts right. destroying the house and attacking him specifically like it starts specifically doing things to piss leo off like leaving a rat in his his pillow casing and everything yes. like yeah that kind of stuff oh it's disgusting but eventually, he he and his attempt to kill it falls over the edge of his balcony and dies. Yeah. And as he's lying on the sidewalk dead, the first cat walks by with the collar on that yep. his his boyfriend had had given it and everything. Like, yeah, it, it, he never killed that fucking cat. It was just it just left. It, it went off into the streets of New York, dun, dun, or wherever the fuck.
1: Dun.
0: I yeah not to spoil that whole episode i just love that episode like that was was the one where i was just like this is good shit Um, this is good television
1: at some point you do find out that uh roderick has this disease that actually makes him see things and i was like man this could all be like just a vision into a, a one big family psychosis you know yeah, Like, that's one way to look yeah, at it. Yeah, because they have it. that. But, it, but Verna is too compelling of a character to, oh, yeah, to write that off.
0: And I enjoy I enjoy that mental play with um, him having that disease and everything. Right. Because as he's telling the story in the present day, he's being haunted by his kids. Yeah. And, like, yeah. oh, it's it's some good shit. And like, his
1: mother. He's always been haunted by his mother. And yeah, uh, yeah. there's also a weird story with his mother that... Uh, when she died, they buried her and she came back to life and then went and killed their father who uh, wouldn't recognize them as children. Another interesting part of the story uh, and the the fact that they are uh, children wet re- out of wedlock is like Roderick. He's like, anyone who comes to my door and says that we're blood, then we're blood he's like i've fucked enough yeah. people <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's like that's one weird thing too about his, his character that like i feel like is obviously a trait but doesn't feel like a trait is that his character was like very um i don't know what what uh, he was a slut like you know, he, was, he was constantly sleeping around promiscuous thank you i couldn't <laughs> think of a better word um but like when they go to the past, like that character, that guy playing uh playing young Roderick, who was that again? What was his name? Oh Zach Guilford, like and not not to knock Zach. He played an amazing Roderick Usher as a younger. Like him yeah. and, and Bruce Greenwood, they felt interchangeable as this character. But I just didn't see young Roderick Usher just having sex with all these women like crazy. I mean, I guess no. he did have a lot of money, so like you know, yeah, maybe and that this was, was it.
1: the, it's also before he becomes the CEO. Yeah. And he just doesn't seem like he has married, a lot of charisma. Right. He's still married to who was probably the love of his life, Annabelle Lee. Katie Parker played Annabelle Lee.
0: Annie Bale. <laughs> Yeah. And like, I don't know, I enjoyed it, but like uh I don't know, I just, like, that character, like, when, when you find out that he's just been sleeping around all this time, I'm just like, really? But how? He doesn't have any charisma. Like, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't seem like but he talks to him Ro- that much. Roderick
1: definitely has the Riz. Oh, yes, yeah,
0: that's say.
1: true. That is true. So.
0: Sam Neill, not Sam Neill.
1: <laughs> yeah, not Sam Who's Mark. next? It's Tania, uh, right? So Tania after Miller that, yeah, Victorian. it's Tania Miller. And like we said, she's working on monkeys, but she's been working, excuse me, chimpanzees. She's been working on them (laughs) with who has become her wife and her research partner has become her wife.
0: Uh, Dr. Alessandra Ruiz, played by Paula
1: Nunez. Thank you. And so, yeah, they've been married for a while and she finds out. It, this being the wife that victorine has been falsifying documents to make the yeah. study progress and doing other unethical things like that killing yeah, like signing her name on documents yep, signing, signing her wife's name her, on documents yep, signing that her is. wife's name on documents and so she e. uh, threatens to leave and well you after she leaves uh victorine <laughs> starts hearing this thumping just everywhere yeah just thumping. it's a
0: weird chirping sound yeah yeah, a chirp, yeah a a chirp,
1: a chirping thump yes and so it's driving her insane and like she's <laughs> uh, fucking up meetings and stuff like that because yeah, of it yeah then she sequesters herself at home with music really loud and roderick comes and and he's like i can't hear you can we turn off the music
0: and it's so sad he like bears his heart like he has like a really true emotional moment that he just that his character just has not had at all but the show up until that point
1: right like ha- like, like f- four of his children have died yeah well three and so he's sad and upset and he's coming to her then he's like oh you're wigging out <laughs> <laughs> you're going absolutely ape shit aren't you <laughs> and, and she's like apes, apes? apes? <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> do you hear I that? Didn't do anything with apes <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so she, the music gets turned down at some point, and she's like, you don't hear that, do you? And he's like, no, I do hear it. Yeah. <laughs> they go and they look for it, and you find out that oh, uh, God. even though she has blocked it out of her mind, Victorine has pinned her wife to the wall, surgically opened her up, and installed the device that they were working on together and that's been the yeah. chirping, thumping sound that she's been hearing
0: yeah her her wife is absolutely dead but her heart is going like yes. crazy because of that device yes. like
1: and oh uh, it
0: is fuck roger
1: tries to stop her but when she rediscovers this she breaks and yeah kills herself with some kind of spike i don't remember what it was
0: <laughs> uh, yeah i can't i can't remember exactly how she killed herself i just remembered like bruce greenwood's acting and i mean tania ja- uh, tania miller's yeah, acting a is good amazing. Scene. but like yeah his, his reaction like it's great like that yeah. that was so well yeah. done it, like, it was oh, as no, fuck.
1: all this pressure i've put her under all her life yeah <laughs> he starts to
0: realize a lot of the bad shit that he's done to these poor people yeah yeah for real oh my god and uh none have uh struggled as much as uh I mean actually it's not true but Tamerlane, the second oldest um Samantha played by Samantha Sloan, she is uh, is aspiring to be pretty much like her dad um you know this big famous ceo she has a, a company called Built I think right it was yeah. Built Beat Built T um something like that No
1: Goldbug Gold Goldbug, Goldbug is the but company Built is part of it and that's her, yeah, husband. her husband
0: Bill he is a, a fitness, I don't Matt know what you call him, influencer.
1: Matt yeah, fitness influencer, I guess. Yeah, Matt Bedell. Matt
0: Bedell be William Wilson. Uh, and he is, he's a good guy. Bill is. Bill, seems like he, you it. know, he's yeah. nice. He's trying to, to make this relationship work, even though she is just not invested in it. She
1: just... She also enjoys to be cuckolded yeah, yeah yeah she she is a cuck
0: it is yeah. it is kind of fun a lot of that too uh she's just she she is so busy she just doesn't have the time to to please him right. so she hires other people to please him and then she gets off watching them please her right. husband like it, and and then like she just like her problem throughout the show is she just cannot go to sleep she is too busy she's too strung out she's like so many projects her, yeah. and things going her on her family's
1: dying all around her her family's dying like
0: crazy but like yeah and then like she just starts to slowly go insane because she's not sleeping she's losing time
1: uh-huh yeah she's losing time because her brain's shutting off yeah
0: and it's like uh, eventually she has this big you know display where she has like she has people come in she oh, to yeah. show she's them their product and everything yeah she it's the oh, product and, yeah, launch she, and, it's so cringe oh that whole God. whole scene it's yeah. so uncomfortable because, to watch. And, and it
1: all happens because she starts getting jealous of built with verna and it hasn't happened built never did anything no. with her other than the one time that she came in and played the 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 version of her that she watches and masturbates to yeah that that Yeah, yeah exactly. Cameron. <laughs> <Tamberline. laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and then her death is kind of melodramatic, honestly. Like, she goes crazy. She destroys her image, basically. Right. And then she literally really. destroys her image yeah. when she goes to her bedroom. And, like, she had a mirror above her bed and everything. And then she, like, jumps up to destroy for it. For cuck
1: purposes. Yeah, for <laughs> cuck purposes. <laughs>
0: when she destroys it though when she destroys the mirror above her like all the glass comes down on her it's a good scene but at the same time it's kind of like it's it's not as lasting as the other the other family does it's
1: still interesting i liked the metaphor (laughs) and everything
0: oh yeah yeah it all worked yeah like it was good
1: so uh lastly that leaves i'll let you talk about roderick so freddie uh like we said he has picked up both his wife and cocaine and um <laughs> he is not taking care of his wife really he is no, intentionally he's... drugging her into paralysis yeah. so that he can keep her under his thumb because yeah, he is he's like what were you doing creep. what were you doing at the orgy yeah. with my brother
0: why were you at an orgy with my yeah. brother? Yeah. What's going Why? on? What the fuck? You're cheating on me. You're What's this random phone I found at the scene of the crime? It has phone. to be your
1: phone. You phone. It's gotta
0: be yours. I
1: know what a burner phone fuck? is because I have a
0: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, he is he is a sleeper creep, Froderick is. I mean that's yeah. I, I keep saying Froderick because they <laughs> all the other kids make fun of him because he tries to be like his dad Roderick. Right. He's trying so hard to be the next Roderick Usher and it's just it's so I mean it's annoying to all the other kids because he tries to be the goody two-shoes and everything and like you spend the whole show like I mean they have they have moments where where you see his psychosis where you see some of the bad stuff he's doing but for like the first four episodes or so you're just like this guy is such a dummy like you know you're like whatever like this guy kind of yeah and then you see the shit that he's doing he is the sleeper villain in this
1: whole show because it's like the worst and when vera comes it. to collect the due, she lets him know like you're the worst yeah. fuck one of the worst fucks i've ever dealt with yeah and you
0: are absolutely disgusting yes
1: yeah so he's charged to demolish the building that prospero died in and he was yeah. tasked before that to get it done and yeah, he was he supposed was to taking, do it before prospero's yeah, death and, yeah And he, it was taking forever so he calls the guys down there to do it and then he goes in to the building to 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 go see yeah. all the, the carnage and whatever. And he snorts some of his cocaine, but unbeknownst to him, when he was high on cocaine, Verna like influenced him to put some of the paralytic into the cocaine. Yeah. So Frederick is seizing slash paralyzed, and Verna disguises herself as him and says start the demolition and he's buried alive it's pretty great
0: <laughs> you can't forget the pendulum part too because that's so- oh yeah
1: yeah i forgot yeah. that was, was kind of <laughs> shoehorned in but
0: it was it definitely was but i loved it he deserved it so much like the pit and the pendulum if you never read that story it's another uh obvious A ground post story um but like i love that idea of like you know just sitting there and watching this pendulum just slowly coming towards you to kill you and like this absolute fuck of a rat that is froderick usher is just sitting there watching his death coming towards him and i'm just like you deserve this so fucking much it is so good like oh man
1: i can't agree more so i'm gonna go ahead and jump into my closing statement because we've talked a lot and we didn't even do a soda pop break anyhow (laughs) i really enjoyed it i enjoyed the way the story was told i enjoyed a lot of the poe easter eggs um uh, sometimes that felt a little heavy-handed but that's okay i give it a full face i'm tempted to give it a face and a half but i'm not sure i'd have to watch it again it's been a little while it's fair
0: yeah, I absolutely loved it as well. I you know, I would give it three and a half stars. It's definitely one of the better Mike Flanagan stories. It, it took me a while to get into it, but once I got into it, I was hooked. I loved it. I love that ground post. So I loved all those references too. I think my favorite thing is, uh, you know, looking at um, Roderick Usher in the past, there's this character that him and his sister are always dealing with that they hate so much. His name is Rufus Griswold. Um he's the CEO before Roderick takes over the company and he, he's played by Michael Truco. He is an absolute dick disgusting character, but there's so many things that he does that the Roderick Usher of the present day does and that and that we saw ha- you know in, in the way the story is told we see Roderick Usher perform those actions before we ever see Rufus Griswold do them. But when you go back to the past and see all that, I love those comparisons. There's so many good comparisons of those characters and how how Roger just slowly allowed this this corruption to consume him. And like I, I loved it. It was good stuff. Like I highly recommend if, if you like Again stories, definitely check it out on Netflix.
1: Like that really cycle good. that you're talking about really has a third part too, and it's the Usher's father. He's the person who started Fortunato. And he he ran it the same way as Griswold and Roderick did, really. yeah, it
0: just consumes them that 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 hunger for for being in charge, I guess, like for getting all the power and the money. And like there's a really good shot of all of the people who have died because of of pharmaceutical companies. I loved it. It's really ridiculous, and kind of uh, goofy, but like it really does sell the point of of how awful pharmaceutical companies are and America's healthcare system is like it's good stuff. Really good stuff.
1: Well I think that's a show. I think we yeah. did it. Indeed.
0: Thanks for thanks again for coming back, guys and gals and all y'alls. And uh, you know, we we'll hope we're hoping to get more into a regular uh schedule as we start getting more settled. Um but yeah thanks for sitting sticking through us with the rough patch there. Uh I am the Green Traveler from
1: Gorsh. And I am the Faceless Leone, your favorite experiment. Safe travels and good night.